0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology, with tech stuff from howstuffworks.com. Hello there everybody and welcome to Tech Stuff, live from Studio 57G. Uh, My name is Chris Pellett. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And sitting next to me, as usual, smirking at my goofy intro, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Huzzah. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about a subject that I know uh, a lot more about than I normally do on these things. Yeah. Wolfram Alpha.
1: Right. Which is not a search
0: engine. Not in the least. No, it is
1: a computational engine.
0: Yes, it is indeed.
1: So, um this was one of those things that's interesting, you know, I, we always hear about the killer uh apps or the killer websites or the killer gadgets that are designed to knock off whatever the most popular version of, you know, that thing, whatever that is, you know, when we, when a new one comes out, it's the killer version. So like the HTC G1 was the iPhone killer and then the Palm Pre was the iPhone killer. iPhone by the way, still doing really well. Um I hadn't I hadn't heard anything about that. Right. Well, Wolfram Alpha was supposed to be the Google killer according to some, just like cool. Was supposed to be the Google killer according to some. But right. the thing is that's not what Wolfram Alpha is about. And if you get away from that, if you can clear your mind of the fact that this is uh, uh you know that you put in a a query in a little box and you hit a button. As that's the only similarity to the search engine really. I mean it's it's not designed to pull up links to um to various other sites. Well, it does search. It does, but it's searching data. It's not searching, it's not giving you
0: links to other websites. Exactly. Um the reason I uh the reason I do know more about this than normal is instead of doing an hour or two of research for the podcast, I actually wrote an article on that for the website. Um, and one of the, the cool things about it is, other than the, you know, 533 articles that I saw that had Google Killer in it somewhere. Right. Um, I think of it as sort of a difference between, uh, Wikipedia and Britannica. Mm-hmm. Because the, uh, because Wikipedia allows, you know, anyone to write or edit an article. Uh, well, you know, in general anyway. Sure. And Britannica, at least up until recently, was a closed system. Everything in it was prepared by, the people at Britannica. Right.
1: It was all in-house.
0: Exactly. So the difference here is that uh, while Google is allowing you to search the web and anything and everything on the web, that it can get its little spiders on anyway. Right. Um, Wolfram Alpha, all the information provided on that engine is actually provided by Wolfram Research itself. Right. So, so it this- is being vetted by – Experts who right. are putting it together,
1: yeah it's not just not just you know it's not just looking for the top result and pulling the numbers from whatever that result is and assuming that because it's the top result it has to be true right it's actually being looked at by a, a human being and and uh, and validated
0: yep and that that's causing a lot of frustration. I wrote a couple blog posts about it, and I got some comments in which people were saying, you know I plug some stuff into to Wolfram alpha and I, I I'm just not getting anything useful. Well the thing is if you're looking for, you know, Britney Spears pictures or the latest flight to Newark or whatever, you're not gonna find it. That's it's not what it's for. Kind of why I'm not
1: using Wolfram Alpha that
0: much because you know, hit me baby one more time. <laughs> Please don't tempt me. Um <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh no, it's 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 there for uh it's it's more of a research site. Right. Um, you know, talking about science or mathematics, so at least that's what it's being used for now. Uh, even, even music. You can right. find a lot of information on music there, but not, you know, popular music. We're talking like music theory.
1: Sure. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the kind of queries you can put into Wolfram Alpha that sort of clear this up a little bit. Okay. So for example, let's say that you are interested in, um, what was the average temperature in a certain city, uh, in a certain year. So you could say, all right, well, Back in 1998, what was the average temperature of, uh, uh, I don't know, San Diego, California? That might be a, a piece of data that Wolfram Alpha could actually pull back and, and give you. Or you could say, give me a range of averages over a range of years. Or you could pr- perhaps even compare two different cities together. Um that's the kind of data that Wolfram Alpha might be able to pull up. That's just one tiny example. Uh, whereas if you were to search it for Google, you might get a weather uh, website as a as a recommendation. You might get one that's maybe the San Diego Chamber of Commerce page, maybe an almanac page. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily get the data itself. You would be getting links that could point you to the data.
0: Yeah, you go to Wolfram Alpha if you're looking for the answer. Right. If you were looking for a page where you might find the answer, you would look at a search engine. Yes. Like Google or Yahoo or Ask. Right. Or Microsoft Kumo. Right. Or whatever it ended up being called. Right. Since we're recording this before it actually launched, I had to throw that joke in there. Anyway, (sighs) um, so one of my, um, one of my favorite queries to plug in there, uh, just because I've done a lot of playing around with it, um, I plugged in uh, red panda and giant panda. And what Wolfram Alpha will return, if you pull plug that in, it actually compares, it, it builds a table and shows you the differences in the species. So you might see about how tall each of them gets and about how long each of them gets and about uh, how heavy they are. Um, and it actually will show you a breakdown of their classification. Interesting. Which is, which is a pretty cool, uh, application. Sure. And just for fun, I started throwing in other kinds of animals just to make a really goofy looking graph. Uh, so I started throwing in stuff like giant squid and, you know, all sorts of things that are way on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you're, if you're into visualization of data, um, this was, will really help you with that because you can, you can actually get a uh, visual, a picture of it that will actually put together for you on the fly, which is very cool.
1: Yeah. And you can even do things like, let's say you are considering a new diet and you want to know the nutritional information of various foods. You can even plug that stuff
0: into Wolfram Alpha and find out more about it, right? That's true. Uh, you can put in something like chocolate. And it will instantly bring back some information. The the funny thing is it's going to make an assumption. If you say chocolate and plug it in there and it's going to say, we're assuming you mean milk chocolate. I'm guessing. I haven't actually tried that one. Right. But it will bring you back the average fat – um the calories and all the other nutritional information about that now you say oh well i meant actually dark chocolate you can go in and clarify that search to bring you back more accurate information so it actually does it makes an assumption based on how popular you know it thinks it's going to be and if it's a if you're looking for something more specific you can make adjustments
1: right and there are some queries that may come back with uh, uh essentially an error saying that there's no information on that and in some cases, uh, it's really just that the search the, the search uh, algorithm doesn't recognize the way you've worded your query. And if you reword it, you might be able to get that information. Uh, but in other cases, it's just simply a fact that they haven't managed to get around to entering that data in yet. So um, you know, you, you can try a few different ways, and if nothing's working, that might be a sign that they just that the the database doesn't have that info at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's true. It does require a little bit of, uh, I would say practice. You right. might need to, to get used to the, the syntax. Um, they actually built in some natural language processing, uh, based on what they think you're going to ask it. Uh, for example, you know, it, it has a lot in there about mathematics. Sure. If you, you can actually use some, uh, mathematical shorthand to generate a query in Wolfram Alpha, and it will bring back some results. Now, um, you know, if you said, say, a thousand pound feet to newton meters, it may not get that. You might need to say, convert a thousand pound feet to newton meters, and it will go. Essentially, oh, now I see what you mean. Okay, gotcha. I gotcha. can, I can convert that for you. Here's what it is.
1: What about if, um, let's say, that you gave it the dimensions of a building? Would it be able to give you the volume?
0: Um, you know what? I'm betting that it probably could. It's I haven't got, tried it. It's
1: that. got quite a few algorithms in it, but that's sort of the idea is that eventually you would get to the point where if you had a, just an interesting question, uh, thinking like, well, this building is so tall and it's so wide and, and so deep, I guess you could say, uh, how, how, how much volume is that? And it would be able to calculate it. Uh, I can see this being a big help to people when they're doing their math homework.
0: Yeah, actually uh <laughs> it, it might be a little too much help right. in some regards. Um right. because you can plug in um say a calculus problem into mm-hmm. Wolfram Alpha and it will give you a result. And it also has a little link off to the side that says show steps. And it will break it down into each individual step that you need to go through in the process of this complicated problem and you know, how you get the result. Now, mm. theoretically you could go in and copy this all down. Um, but if you do that and cheat on your homework, you're not actually learning anything and you're going to fail a test in class.
1: Although I think that would have been very handy back when I took calculus because, uh, um, I had, I had difficulties grasping certain concepts. And if I had had this to show me each step, perhaps I would have been able to follow the logic of each step a little better. Um, it felt to me back when I was taking calculus and granted this was, as many moons ago, but uh, when, when I was taking it, it just felt like there was no rhyme or reason to the rules that I was applying, and so uh, perhaps using something like this would have kind of made me understand and therefore do better on a test than I would have before. Now granted, that's only if I were actually using it to see how how it got from one step to the next as opposed to just copying it down so that I could go, do my homework in record time and I can go play Halo for another hour or so.
0: Well, you know, if you actually learned what you were supposed to be learning and could actually go ahead and play Halo, then you'd be killing two birds with one stone. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, I don't wish to cast aspersions upon my calculus teacher either, but I don't think she listens, so it's all right.
0: (laughs) Uh, I I had similar problems grasping calculus, and um, I probably also would have welcomed the additional, you know, taking you step by step through it because... Uh, she really lost patience with me.
1: Now, the cool thing about Wolfram Alpha is that it's really going to make research a lot easier for for certain um certain applications. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to using it more in the future when uh, the database is a bit more robust because there're certain things that uh you know, facts and figures that I would love to have access to. And I, I can't always be certain that I have the latest information. Sometimes I find information that's a year or two old, and I don't really want to, re- to depend on that because it could have changed dramatically. For example, just throwing a random thing out there, and I'm not saying that Wolfram Alpha actually has this. In fact, I know for I I know that my query didn't work most recently. But let's say I wanted to find out how many users MySpace has. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a useful thing, you know, just or being able to compare various social networking sites across a, a a, an array of different criteria uh, it would be great to be able to do that and just take a quick look and say oh look at this it's kind of surprising that such and such social networking side has gained a lot of ground over the the big names over the last 12 months mm-hmm. um so i can see this being a very useful tool for me in the future and for lots of other people as well students scholars you know more other journalists and just uh, if, if you just have one of those things where you know you just need to know the answer to something like what's the population of Detroit compared to the way it was 10 years ago. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of cool to be able to get all that at your fingertips instantly.
0: Yep. And it, it does calculate a lot of that stuff um, on the fly. Things like um, currency conversions. Mm -hmm. You can find out um, what temperature it is at any place in the world. You know, it actually gets information from local weather stations. Um, So you can look up, say, Detroit, and find out what temperature it is. You can find out when the sun's going to set. Uh, you'll even you can even find out when the next lunar eclipse is going to be. Right, um, and it tells you that in real time. You can get um, stock quotes just by by putting that in. Um, if you, you know, put a stock symbol or a company name, it will you, give you company information.
1: If you put any date in, it will give you anything significant about that date, including any holidays that follow on that date, uh, any historical events that happened on that date. Um, so you could put your birth date in, and it'll tell you, you know, what day of the week it was. It'll tell you what the what what phase the moon was in on that day. Yep. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing that you can you can even see like how how far into the year that date was, how far into the month that date was. In case you weren't able to work it out yourself. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's. i you be in a hurry, you know. Right, I guess. Like, oh gosh, you're right. June 26th, that is 26 days into June. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, but it's really a neat, neat tool that you can, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you plug any date in. So, of course, everyone just immediately goes puts their birthday in to see oh, what sure. happened. Uh, by the way, nothing significant other than my birth happened on my birthday, according to Wolfram Alpha.
0: Well, you know, we had to reserve it.
1: Right, just so, for my birth, exactly. Um, thank you. <laughs> I would hate to be overshadowed by
0: something. So, um, yeah, actually, this uh, this was all sort of sprung on us, which is very, very surprising, considering all the hype for all the other tech things that go on. You know, the, a lot of stuff we talk about too. Sure. Um, but it actually sort of goes back to a March fifth, two thousand nine, post by Stephen Wolfram in the uh, Wolfram blog, and uh, you know, he said Wolfram Alpha is coming. And ordinarily, you know, we might not be so interested, but, you know, Stephen Wolfram is a former child prodigy. He actually got his uh, doctorate when he was 20 years old uh, from Caltech, which means no one from MIT will be using Wolfram Alpha. (laughs) Um, I joke.
1: They're just going to hack it.
0: No, he he wrote his uh, first scientific paper at 15 and got his Ph.D. in theoretical physics when he was 20. Mm. Um, And then Wolfram Research, which is the uh, company that actually – you know, he started and uh, produces Wolfram Alpha, uh, created a piece of software that I'm sure many of you have heard of, but like me, sort of only vaguely are aware of, called Mathematica, um, which basically crunches numbers in serious, serious ways. It's not the kind of thing that you would buy for fun. It's, you know... A, you- piece of software for the home version. I can't even imagine what the, uh, the business version costs. Um, but that's actually what Wolfram Alpha is based on. It uses the computational algorithms in Mathematica to bring down, you know, the data that you're looking for and crunch it together to make a results page. It has a lot to do with the, uh, the way it it looks too, because, um, um, Mathematica helps you visualize mathematical information. So, um, You know, this this works a lot different from the Google algorithms that uh, Google uses to search the web.
1: Right, right. Yeah, Google algorithms are more about finding the links that most people are linking to, really, and judging that as a uh, a symbol of quality. So, if a lot of people are linking to a particular page, that page, in Google's eyes, is more important than other pages that contain the same keywords, and therefore goes higher up on the list. Um, That's a very – that's a huge oversimplification of the Google algorithm because there's a lot more to it than that. But that's the basic idea. Uh, But yeah, like we said, since Wolfram Alpha is not a search engine, it doesn't really
0: apply. And it's not the kind of place that you will find advertising yet. Um, Google has um, pulled down $21 billion in revenue. Ninety-nine percent of that is advertising revenue. Mm. Um, As of right now, Wolfram Alpha does not have any advertising on it, although there is some code um, that's commented out, apparently, that has room for possible advertising. Um, So that may be a clue as to what they're going to do with it eventually once it gets up and running and more robust. Cool. Um, You want to know some technical stuff about Wolfram Alpha? Hit me with it. Because it's – wow, you are just so generous with the offers to hit you today.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm 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 feeling like a target anyway, so just <laughs> go for it.
0: Um Wolfram Alpha runs on a system uh uses the world's 66th fastest supercomputer, uh a system of custom Dell hardware um built by R Systems. Um it's called RSMAR. Um and it, it can do 39.6 trillion mathematical operations per second. It's got a uh, 4,608 processor cores. Um, with 576 quad-core Harpertown Xeon machines, it's got 65,536 gigabytes of memory, uh, which is just slightly faster than my laptop computer at my desk here at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: they actually have five co-location facilities. So it's technically two supercomputers. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a whole lot of processing power. But they're probably going to need it if they're going to keep adding information to this uh, to this computational um. Exper- yes, yeah. computational engine. Sure.
1: I mean, uh, well, and and before we, we before we go too far, I also wanted to mention that um, the the builders, the developers of Wolfram Alpha, have a sense of humor.
0: Ah, uh, yes. So you mean not? You can't just plug in a mathematical conversion or you know some kind of um, musical note series and find out the distances between the notes. Yeah, you, you mean, can, you, more to you you can
1: do that, but you can do more than that. There are uh, there are certain Easter eggs that are in Wolfram Alpha, and some of them have been publicized, and I'm sure there are many others that we haven't even thought of yet that someone's eventually going to uncover when they just say, I'm going to be a smart aleck and put this in, and then they're going to find out there's actually an answer. For example, uh, you can open up Wolfram Alpha and type in, why did the chicken cross the road? The answer you will get is... To get to the other side. <laughs> so it's not that it doesn't tell you that there's no answer. It gives you the answer to the joke. And it's, of course, just like everything else in Wolfram Alpha. It's just presented there in black and white, you know, matter of fact. So that kind of makes it even more funny to me because there's no indication that this is a joke. But there are a lot of others that you can put in as well.
0: Yep. Uh, I know that, um, in one, uh, preview blog I read when I was trying to collect information for my article, Um, you know, there are all kinds of, well, this is really cool, or I don't know if it'll be able to knock off Google, random comments like that. But somebody said, I want, I want to know what uh, the airspeed is of an unladen swallow. And if it can tell me that, I'm quitting Google forever. I'm paraphrasing this comment. As it turns out, you can plug that question in and get an answer.
1: Yes, the answer, the answer is not. Do you mean an African or a European swallow? It's more complicated than that, but it is in fact a reference to the fantastic film Money, Python and the Holy Grail. And it does make an assumption. It says assuming you mean Right, exactly, <laughs> which is historical. All right. All right. And then there's um there are other ones as well. Uh, I'm sure well like I said we'll find more. Um we'll see what Oh, the meaning oh, of life. Exactly. What is what is the answer to life, the universe and everything? 42. <laughs> So they are obviously some Douglas Adams fans over in the Wolfram Alpha team as well. So uh yeah, I mean it's it's great to know that not only are, are there these dedicated people trying to put in this this very important information that will soon be at our disposal at a moment's notice, they are also putting in goofy answers for those of us who are complete and utter dorks.
0: <laughs> well, there are a lot of people who uh who are taking shots at at Wolfram Alpha. Because it isn't Google and also because it doesn't have every answer to every problem ever invented. Right. Um, it's going to take them a while. There are about 250 people working on the project right now. And, you know, there's a lot of info out there. Yeah. They have to, uh, break things down into little snippets. Um, apparently there are more than 10 trillion pieces of tagged information in the system already. Yeah, it's a lot. Yep. And, uh, when you're actually going in and making sure that the answers are correct before you put them in, that, that's sort of time and labor intensive. So, um, you know, I I think we're going to need to be somewhat patient, but it's I think it's a really cool uh really cool and very useful tool.
1: And you're not the only one. There are companies like Google that also think it's a very cool and very useful tool and are incorporating bits of the functionality of Wolfram Alpha into their own coding.
0: Yeah, I actually uh I had heard that um uh, Stephen Wolfram and Sergey Brin actually talked before yeah. the release and mm. um you know, he, he seemed very impressed. Uh, Mr. Brin seemed very impressed with um what uh and, Dr. and for a while together.
1: Google has been doing some similar things to this for instance if you put in a, a city name it might actually you know at the top tell you what the temperature and other little bits of data are about that city before you go and click on a link but uh, not to the extent that Wolfram Alpha does but it was clear that Google was already interested in this kind of thing from the get-go and you could also do things like you know conversions and stuff uh, through Google as well um, to some extent. And I think that we're going to see a lot more search engines try and incorporate this sort of, uh, approach and present it in such a way where it doesn't dwarf out the search results, but it's sort of a, uh, an, in addition to them.
0: So sometimes you just need the answer. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah. Sometimes you don't want to click on three or four links trying to get to that one piece of information that you want
0: that's true that's true I'm that's the way I feel about it anyway yeah so, pretty um, much everybody
1: I think I, I mean there may be a few people who kind of enjoy the whole discovery route where you find something that you weren't expecting but if you really need that one piece of information you pretty much put blinders up and you just scan for that info anyway so
0: yeah yeah I think there's room in uh in the average person's toolbox for something like that so um you know good luck to the Wolfram gang and hopefully they'll uh they'll find a place in everyone's heart
1: I cer- certainly hope so. I mean, it definitely helps, uh, everyone really. I mean, it just, it just adds more options whenever you have to get data. So yep. good luck guys. Now, did you have anything else to add for Wolfram Alpha?
0: No, no, that's, that's it for right now. Uh, I
1: guess that just leaves listener mail. All right then. All right. Here we go. My name's Josh, and I was listening to your podcast and found these three mistakes that on that are video game related. Uh-oh. Number one, in your emulation or virtual machine podcast, you referred to the old games on the Wii Shop channel as WiiWare. WiiWare is games. I guess it would be WiiWare are games. Made specially for the Wii. Example, World of Goo or Tetris Party. I believe that you meant virtual console titles, which are games for Older older systems. And yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about, were the old games on the Nintendo. But number two, in and yes, the same correct. podcast, you said that those games were emulated, which is not true either. The games have been reformatted in a way that the Wii can read them, sometimes with added features, such as Pokemon Snap, which lets you save pictures to the Wii message board. I heard that Nintendo wouldn't let developers just emulate the games. Also true. It's... Reformatted as opposed to emulated. If you are emulating a game, then you are trying to recreate the – the way that the original hardware – right. The environment that the original hardware and software had in order to play the game, Uh, whereas this was reformatting so they would work with different hardware.
0: Okay.
1: Number three. In another podcast, one after the April Fool's podcast, someone told you that you forgot the Legend of Zelda movie trailer joke by YouTube. YouTube did not in fact make that joke. IGN's video team made the video, and that's why it was so believable. Someone on YouTube copied the video. So that wasn't our mistake. That was a listener mistake. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so two out of three were ours, and the other one was someone else's. Um, actually, I knew that YouTube hadn't made that video as well. I knew that it had been posted to YouTube. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, because that was a listener mail, I had not actually looked up the original uh, creators. Yeah. Right. Though I had seen it the uh, the video in question at at some point so thank you very much josh greatly appreciate it if any of you want to write to us you can text stuff at howstuffworks.com and we will talk to you again really soon
0: for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com and be sure to check out the new Tech stuff blog now on the howstuffworks homepage